In this episode, we're going to talk about how to have a career conversation with your employees to ensure that they feel heard, understood, that they feel they have a clear career path and one that you are aware of and you can support them in achieving their career goals. I will bring on a very special guest, my executive assistant, and that doesn't even encompass the entire role of and work that she does. Brandy and I have gone through the career conversation process that I'm going to introduce to you in this episode. So you'll hear not just my perspective and some very tactical tips on how to have career conversations with your employees, but you'll also hear from Brandy about how that experience was for her and what she got out of it. So I'm excited for this episode. I think you're going to get a ton out of it. I hope you appreciate also a bit of the behind the scenes of what it looks like on our team. So without further ado, uh, let's get started. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about career conversations. You might have heard me before talk about the importance of having a leadership system in place, which means the total and the sum of all the different behaviors and routines that you practice as a leader that you do on a regular basis. This could be your team meetings, your one-on-one meetings. It could include feedback conversations, performance reviews, the way that you onboard team members, 30, 60, 90 plans, and so forth. So all these routines or practices make up your personal leadership system. Now, one aspect of your leadership system is and should be how to have career conversations with employees. We know from studies over and over again how important it is for employees that they feel supported by their manager, by their employer in regards to achieving their career goals. And one of the biggest mistakes managers make is that they don't inquire or spend time with their employees getting to know them and understand their career goals. Having an idea, making an assumption, thinking that you know will not be good enough. You actually have to spend the time, ask the questions. You don't have a crystal ball. You don't need to know the answers, but you have to create the time and space to inquire and get to know your employees so that you can actually be the leader people love to work for. Well, if you watch us on video, you've noticed that I'm not alone. And if you are listening to this on a podcast platform, then you might have heard me in the introduction and mentioned that I have Brandy with me. Brandy, welcome to the Mentor Track Podcast. Thank you so much, Ramona. I'm super excited to be here. I appreciate you so much. Well, I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you not just for all the work that you do inside the company, but also for being open and willing to join us on this podcast I know we've had some in-depth conversations in terms of the career conversations we've had together. And yeah, I appreciate you being willing to 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 do this experiment with me. <laughs> 
it was definitely a very useful experience and very enlightening. So yeah, thank you for this. Appreciate it. Sweet. You, you planted the seed. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about why it was so valuable for her and what are some of the insights that Brandy got out of it. I want to say upfront, the reason why we did this is because in my past and my personal experience as a leader, I've had career conversations with employees, but they were sort of the one-offs, maybe at some point where I felt like, hey, you are at a point where it's not clear what your next step will be. Do you want to pursue the manager track, right? Or do you want to pursue an expert leadership position? Do you want to try something completely different? Are you thinking about going back to school? And so at a point in time where these questions started to sort of simmer or, or bubble up, we would have a career conversation. But I never institutionalized them as like a recurring thing. And I never did them to the extent that I have learned about career conversation in this book. I'm going to hold it up for those watching us on the video. It's called When They Win, You Win. Being a Great Manager is Simpler Than You Think by Russ Laraway. So I followed and known about Russ for quite a while. So on one hand, he has a long career in managing in the first place, but then also he was a company commander in the Marine Corps. He's a graduate of the Wharton School. He worked at Google and Twitter. And then, and this is where I became aware of him, he co-founded Candor Inc. along best-selling author Kim Scott, who wrote the book Radical Candor that you might be aware of. This is all about giving candid feedback. And at that point, I heard a lot more about Russ and really thrilled about this book. And I took a ton of notes from this book. As you can see, like I usually wrap my notes in the very in the very front of the page and highlighted a bunch. And he talks about having a three-part career conversation. I was reading this during the time where there was a, this big buzz around the great resignation. People were leaving companies. People didn't feel they had the opportunities pro to progress in their careers inside the organizations that they were in. So I thought, why not give this a shot and see what this actually feels like, not just on my side as a manager to have these career conversations, but also then to bring in Brandy to, you know, go through it and then report back how that experience was for her so that you can all you know, learn from our experience or experiment with this and then see how you could apply this in your own roles. This is ultimately all that we really care about, that you get value from these episodes, that you go back and you can implement some things that you've learned from these conversations here on the Manager Track podcast. So that's a lot of talking. Brandy, let's dive in. Can you quickly shed um, some light on the three parts that I've alluded to and what these three parts were about? Yes. So first of all, let me just say that I thought that the entire career conversation concept was, it's just amazing. Wished I would have known about it years ago. So the first conversation we had was really all about like my life story and my values. And for me, it was really powerful because I had never realized the ongoing commonality in every season of my life, like there were common themes that, you know, kept showing up. And just by being able to tell you my story, you know, everything I had done from when I was little to, you know, through K through 12, high school, uh, college, and in my career, like you found these common threads that in time 
when people would say, oh, Brandy, you're just too emotional or, oh, Brandy, you're just too sensitive. It's like, no, these were common threads through everything. I wanted to help other people. Um, and it just really validated how I'm wired from mm -hmm. a third party, from an unbiased person. And it just validated me so much that there was so much power in that, that had I had that experience a long time ago, it really would have helped me intentionally seek out opportunities to fill my cup up with things that were important to me and that aligned with my values and my goals. So that was really powerful in and of itself. What Brandy was just saying is in the very beginning, the first step of the career conversation is actually not future oriented. It's actually looking back at what was your life story and telling me about the different experiences that you had growing up early in your career. And then for me as a manager, my goal was to pick up these commonalities, these themes, the the red thread throughout that entire story. And I think we ended that conversation with a list of five to six key values. Do you remember one of them? Yes. Um, helping other people and building relationships. Yeah. So that was one that it's really clear that came out from a young age. And anytime that you felt really good about a role or you made a decision, a career decision, the thing that pulled you was being able to help people, building a relationship with others. So my goal was for her, it was like sort of like share freely, right? And I was there keenly <laughs> paying attention to the common themes. And then after the fact, I would consolidate them and we'll share some resources in the show notes about the concept of career conversations as introduced by Ross Laraway and as experimented <laughs> by Brandy and Ramona. And so you can see what how you could replicate this for yourself. But that was part one past experience, what are the key values that have been driving you so far? And then let's talk about part two. So in part two, it really helped me get clear on uh, my vision, just with where I am now and where I want to go. And obviously helping people being a very important piece of that. But it was more about, well, how will I help people going forward? Um, identifying the projects that I'm working on now, how they relate to my values, and then just really helping me identify going forward, giving me that clarity that I need on what to focus on, you know, okay, building a referral network or helping people get going with where they are in their life, you know, just things that were important to me, just my vision and where I want to see myself in the future. That's kind of what that second conversation was about, just that vision. Yeah. So. And one thing that you need to know about Brandy, she's multi-passionate, but also multi-talented. So she can do a lot of things really well and she has a lot of interests. And so hence she's in a situation where she has a lot of options of what she could be doing and people come to her looking for help in many different ways. And when we're in a fortunate situation like that, it can also feel a little bit overwhelming, right? Or it can feel like we are just spread too thin in too many things because we get validation or fulfillment in these different areas. And so then for us, I think the goal really in that conversation was, what is that vision? Like if we really have to hone it in to one thing, or at least given noticing these values from the past, with that in mind, what's the vision that would be in alignment with those values? Yeah. And actually it came out, right? Some of them weren't. Yeah. And, you know, well, and actually, I think the most enlightening part of that conversation was the fact that I have this kind of sort of like hobby 
I mean, it's something I'm good at and I enjoy doing, but I make no money doing it. Right. But how it's sort of aligned with my income producing activity, you know, my business and things like that, that, that I have, but, and this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit. What really was interesting was in the next conversation, what we talked about. So, so yeah. okay, let's switch over to part. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to that one. <laughs> Yeah, we're giving you a bit of an overview here on what these three conversations were about and what we talked about. One was values, two was vision. And each of these conversations took about an hour. And I think we had them maybe one a month or sort of like a two to three week gap in between each of those conversations. And I think you could probably speed up the process and have one a week for a while, you know, do that once a year with every employee. But you could also give it a little bit more time if needed. So that was how we did it. And then in conversation number three, let's talk about that. Conversation number three. Wow. Talk about mind blowing. We talked about action steps and really the things that came out in that was that obviously I had just overcommitted myself because I like helping people. Right. So mm-hmm. I found it really hard to say no with some things, but we also pulled out a lot of things that I was internally struggling with, just like my confidence level saying no to other people and setting healthy boundaries. Some imposter syndrome was going on in there. I mean, we pulled out a lot of stuff and unpacked a lot of things in conversation number three. But I think one of the powerful pieces of conversation number three, talking about action steps, wasn't just about what I needed to start doing and setting those goals for myself, but it was also about what I needed to stop doing, you know, mm-hmm. what I needed to say no to. So we took this inventory of, Okay, Brandy, what are you saying yes to? Who are you saying yes to? What are you getting yourself involved in on the day to day that maybe you should scale back and set healthier boundaries and just, you know, have a conversation of, oh, I'm overcommitted right now. So I can't take that on, you know, but here's a resource you can use for free to dive into that, you know, yourself. So it was just super powerful in not just saying, here's my action steps, what I need to do, but here's also what I need to not do. Yeah, stop doing. If you're in a situation where you're leading team members who are fairly young and early in their career, for those people, it's usually a lot more about saying yes and experimenting with different things. So maybe in a career conversation, in the vision, you realize they're not clear yet. And if they're not clear where they want to go or what they want to achieve and in which field or sector they want to work in, you want to inquire, is it, do you want to work in a big organization? Do you like startups? Do you like small to medium businesses? Do you like to work internationally? Or do you like the local businesses or the national business sector? So really diving into what their people's preferences and establishing what might be an environment in the profession or a role or even a team dynamic that you are going to thrive in. But the earlier on someone is in their career, the more they'll have to experiment to learn and find out. So it may be at that point that the roadmap, that last conversation is a lot more about, hey, how can you explore and learn about yourself and your preferences? And what can you say yes to and get exposure to this team or this role or that industry? And then for people who are a little further along in their career, at that point, it's a lot more about finding your swim lane and swimming in your lane. And it's a lot more about saying no. When people get slowed down or slow down in their career, it's usually because they're trying to do too many things. And it even shows up someone with just one job, one employer, 
people may participate in this committee and that project and this. And there's something to say about creating visibility and engaging on strategic projects, but not if it's not supporting your career goals. If it's just sort of a passion project, it comes at a cost. It may be interesting, but it may come at an opportunity cost. And it's all about just helping your employees see the trade-offs and help them make informed decisions with that level of clarity in place so they don't feel like they're just reacting to opportunities without really seeing how that ties into their future. Absolutely. So that was in that last conversation, or for you, this was a lot more about saying no, (laughs) (laughs) saying no to things. And the goal of that last conversation was to walk away with a more tactical roadmap. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system, and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. Now, of course, it doesn't end with that conversation. So Brandy, from your perspective, after having had this, what changed for you after going through that three-step process? What was different? Oh, that is a loaded question. (laughs) But I think that there's a couple of things that really happened during this process. And of course, again, you know, we did this over the series of a few months. So there was some time to process things and, and all of that. But I will definitely say that it enhanced my confidence level. It made me realize like who I am and it's okay who I am, because I really believe that along the way in our career and in life, you know, we pick up habits, we pick up techniques, tendencies, beliefs, just all these different things that are influenced by situations and people that we're around. But this process really helped me get down to the core of, you know, who I am and validate who I am and what I believe in and why I work the way I do and why I act the way I do, say the things I do and Uh, It helped me realize how I can be an asset to other people in a safe environment. And and I think that that's, I think that that's really important because, you know, obviously I have a, we have a lot of trust in in our relationship and it took, this process took a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that going through this process even built even more, you know, it just added to that trust in that relationship because there were things that came up in the conversation that you wouldn't have known about me otherwise, you Mm -hmm. know? So 
I would, I would really say just overall how things have changed, you know, being more present on social media, that was not something that I was confident in doing. I mean, just for a number of reasons, a myriad of things, but, but just that alone, I feel like helps me personally and, you know, just things like that, but being more confident in what's important to me and just being able, I, I don't think that I would have been able to show up on this podcast today before this you know, process just because I was struggling with so many different things. Yeah. And even that, I think the clarity of where you want to go, that to me was really fascinating to see how the process in itself helped you become so much more clear. And maybe we, we haven't talked about this yet, but knowing what kind of environments have I had a hard time in the past and why was that not an environment for me to flourish? It's a bit like the plant that needs a particular soil and they'll die if you don't put them in the right soil with the right nutrients. Right. You know, <laughs> there's nothing the wrong plant. with the plant. It's also not the soil. Yeah. It's just the wrong mix. And so looking back and recognizing like, oh, this is why. Because I wasn't, it, this wasn't aligned with my values. And it was nothing wrong per se with the team or with me. It was just not the right fit. And so going forward, you know, this clarity of like, oh, this will work for me in this situation. No, it won't work for me. It's going to suck the energy out of me. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I, I totally agree with, with what you're saying, because I think in life, sometimes we can get just kind of in this habit of just like a robot. We're just doing it because we have to do it. But when you can go through a process like this with a manager, you know, with your leader, with someone you trust, a coach, a mentor, I think that it adds so much clarity mm -hmm. to why you are doing what you're doing. And if there's something that is off, if there's some sort of misalignment, you can capture that right away. You can figure it out sooner rather than later, and you can do something about it. So you won't lose talent. You won't lose good employees. You can really kind of keep them if you can find out what's important to them or find a place that they're better suited or, you know, whatever. I just, I think it's so powerful. Exactly. And you know why it is that mm -hmm. another place would be more suited. Uh, it's often when we try to put a sort of a, a round peg into a square hole, right? Or vice versa. It just doesn't work. There's nothing wrong with the team or the person. It is not the right fit. And I've seen that personally in my experience of leading as well. I want to say something quickly about my experience with this as well. So if you're a manager and you're thinking about doing this with your employees, and again, I would suggest giving it a shot with one of the employees first, who is a bit at a crossroad and wants or is looking for some help and finding clarity or would benefit from getting that level of clarity, practice this career conversation with them first. Like go through the three steps as you will find the details and links to in the show notes give it a shot, trust yourself in the process, and then expand it and see how you can implement this in a broader scale into your leadership system. Now, it required some trust. And I think this is important to highlight. If Brandy and I had just met, you know, a week ago, prior, a week prior to starting this, she might have hesitated sharing all these things with me because she doesn't know me and doesn't know how I'm going to 
what am I going to do with all this information? Some people are a lot more trusting. Other people, are, they need more of that warm-up phase and, and time to build and develop trust. And that's an important aspect. So I think having a relationship that's already based on trust is important to have that in place in the beginning, especially as you do these conversations for the first time. And then the second part that I thought was fascinating over this course of the three of the course of the three sessions was that for me, I learned so much about Brandy on a deeper level, not and, and it was up to her to decide what she wants to share with me. I never prompted her or asked her questions where she felt, you know, pushed against the wall, thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want to share this with my boss, right? It was up to her to share these things. But to me, this was so insightful. Whereas now with that clarity of where she wants to go, I really feel that as a manager, I can support her, not just in our work together, but beyond that in her career for as long as we're in each other's orbits. And that to me is really the beauty of the relationships and being able to meet people and work with them and support them in this particular phase of their career and hopefully beyond. And that was the thing that really came out to me is if you ever are stuck and not sure what to do now or in five years, we could go back to this career conversation and say like, you remember this? Here's an aspect to consider. Or if you're contemplating, you know, saying yes to an opportunity or not, I could help you based on the knowledge that we have exchanged and the values identified. And so while the process in itself is valuable, I think there's so many benefits will reap from this down the road. I just want to say, I 100% agree with you with that because some of the best work relationships I've had have been with leaders that have been that mentor and role to me that I felt comfortable talking with after I was, you know, had moved on or they had moved on. And so I think that this type of conversation and lends itself to be, being connected long after everyone has gone separate ways and moved on to other opportunities. And you never know how those relationships will benefit you later down the road. Yeah, totally. And that, right, it could be in three months from now, it could be in a year from now or five years from now. So speaking of the future, based on what we've talked about, I also think there's a lot of value in either repeating these conversations or going back and revisiting them, saying like, look at, let's look at the values again. Let's look at your vision again. What has changed since we last spoke about it? And let's look at that roadmap. And maybe every three months or every six months, you check back in, you see what's the progression and, and what's important to you now. And what do you want to acknowledge yourself for having accomplished or the steps you've taken so far to pursue these career goals? And being a bit of an accountability partner too, as a leader, not for the sake of the results that you're helping the team create, but for your sake and your career. And how can I be supportive to you? And I think when employees, and correct me how, if you feel differently here, but I feel in my personal experience as a manager, as well as an employee, if you feel that your manager has your success at heart and really wants to support you, not because you're on their team, but because they care about you as a person, it's taking work and work relationships to a different level. And that's when true engagement and that loyalty that comes from that bond really starts to flourish. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would just add, you know, I think at one time I had like 60 employees that I was managing 
And I think being able to have conversations like this, even with just a few, you know, that were in more of a leadership type role or whatever, it would have created a lot more ownership on the team, equaling more engagement and things like that. But I think that the entire organization would have benefited from that, Mm -hmm. you know, just because they do feel more connected and they do have more of a personal connection and ownership with, oh, well, if Brandy is asking us to do X, Y, Z, you know, I've had this conversation with her. I know she's not asking for no reason. You know, it's, she would do it herself if she could, you know, if she's asking us to do it, she would do it herself. And just being able to have that interaction and knowing your manager, your leader on a more personal level, I think that it just has ripple effects, butterfly effects through the whole organization. So I don't see any reason to not do something like this. I think it's just some amazing process that would just elevate the entire team. And I think it also normalizes, and this is important, you have to normalize that people will have a career beyond your team, right? Right. This is not the be it and be all and all. You're, they will want to move on. An average tenure, at least here in the in Silicon Valley, is around 18 months or something like that. It's crazy low. We obviously want to expand that and extend that, but people will move. They'll move to different teams, different organizations, or even they'll take on completely different careers. And so normalizing this and also saying, you don't have to pretend like you're going to be with me for 20 years or until you retire. I know we'll both be moving. And right. I want to make sure that you're making the most out of this engagement here and the work that you're doing is a stepping stone for what you want to do next. And you right. might be doing things that don't directly relate to your future goal, but wherever I, as the manager, see an opportunity to highlight that what you're learning right now will benefit you for your future career goals, I will say so, right? So if you can say, hey, I'm asking you to help with this. I don't ask you to help with accounting, but if I were to say, I'm asking you to help with my, you know, keeping up in my books or tracking these expenses. And this is something that will help you as you do X, Y, Z in the future, or as you're planning to do this kind of work down the road, that will get so much more buy-in and it helps the employee feel motivated and engaged because they see there's a reason for it. There's an intersection between what they're learning professionally and their professional goals, their targets because of what the team had or the leader says and my personal career goals. And there's that intersection. And the more we have an intersection and can talk about it and communicate it, the stronger that bond and loyalty. Yeah. And I want to add this one other thing too, because you had mentioned, you know, as people move on in this particular dynamic, you know, let's say that I move on and then I I come across someone that would be a perfect fit to help you replace me. For example, I'm going to be more likely to recommend an amazing person to you because this process has just enhanced our relationship. And I know more about you, you know, more about me, and I'm more likely to find someone to replace me. That's similar to me, or at least has similar qualities as Mm -hmm. me. So you can be confident that there's going to be, recommendations coming your way as far as, you know, replacements and things like that. I mean, it's just, there's so many advantages. Totally. And a lot of, a lot of jobs are filled through networks and and networking and, 
and recommendations. And if you have someone who says, yeah, you should work for my boss. My boss is amazing, right? This is how talent gets attracted. And it may sound like, well, I don't have time for this lengthy process and three conversations an hour each and, and all that. I don't, I don't have time for it. Consider the fact that you'll spend a lot more time trying to replace an employee who then left or quit because they didn't feel engaged or didn't feel that you cared for, or because they're confused in some way or they're entertaining, entertaining different options. The upfront investment will pay back multiple times over, right? From doing, implementing a, a process like this one. Absolutely. And I want to also just add that when you talk about it will, it will pay itself forward 100% because your people will feel so valuable and so important and they will give you more when they feel like they are heard and seen and not just treated like a number, like they, they will give you more. So that in and of itself is worth the time commitment to have career conversations that alone. Yeah. And by the way, right, not just more in terms of like time, uh, we don't want to make that sound like, oh, we need more from people and exhaust them, but really that intellectual and the mindset of being engaged and thinking about the business and wanting to support the team and, and um, having ideas and problem solving. Yeah, people will be a lot more engaged when they feel that they're being cared for, understood, seen, valued. They know what they're doing and they feel like their manager has uh, their success at top of mind. Good. Thank you so much. Um, Brandy, this was awesome. Thank you for jumping on and sharing your experience with this and, and how that was for you and what you gained from going through the career conversations. Is there something that you we feel you feel we haven't talked about yet that you want to share about it? I think the only thing that I would add just in closing is just how much I appreciate you for trusting me to be a guinea pig in experimenting <laughs> with this. And no, I just, I appreciate you so much. And I think that this is awesome. It just, it has added so much value for me personally. And no, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything else to add. No, it's, it was awesome. It was amazing. And I would totally recommend it to, to anyone that's considering doing it. Um, it's 100% necessary. Sweet. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Brandy. Um, I appreciate you too. And like I said, you've just been amazing. Uh, and, and the dream person I've been looking for <laughs> to join me on this mission and so helpful. And if you're listening and you're thinking, you know, a great idea, I want to do this with my team members, or you personally feel like you're at a cross point right now where you want to reestablish or want to figure out what actually were those values that have been driving you up until now, get more clarity on what's working for you and what kind of situations aren't working for you and get that sense of validation and confidence from doing these kind of exercises and then painting that vision for your future career success and starting to develop that roadmap Then check out the links below. I will offer a three-part short coaching engagement to do that with a handful of people max. So if this is something that you're interested, then check out the link below to see if I have some availability. I do this only because this was so amazing to do with Brandy. I don't typically offer these kind of short-term coaching engagements. 
But since we are moving towards year end and we're talking about career conversations, you might want to experience this yourself first. And it might actually help then to do the same thing with your team members. So consider that an option. Check out the show notes. And again, thank you, Brandy, for being on this a podcast episode with me and going through this experience together. This was really fun. Yeah. Thank you, Ramona. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.